It was three years ago today, May 25th, 2018, as part of Mental Health Awareness Month that Showtime premiered the documentary Bipolar Rock and Roller. It chronicled my lifelong struggle with bipolar disorder while trying to chase my childhood dreams in broadcasting. I'm grateful to everyone who contributed to the documentary, especially my best friend, Harris Usanovic, who directed the doc. He committed years of his life to this project, and his friendship has helped me through some of my darkest times. In fact, my support network, made up of my family, friends, and professional colleagues, really is the biggest reason that I am still here. I wanted to tell my story to let others suffering in silence know that they are not alone. As we begin to emerge from the fog of the COVID pandemic, a mental health pandemic rages on and it is only going to get worse. We need more resources. We need to smash the stigma once and for all. Yeah, I know I sound like a broken record, but it's because we are losing too many people to suicide. According to the CDC and NIMH, suicide rates have increased by 35% since 1999. More than 48,000 lives were lost to suicide in 2018 alone. Comments or thoughts about suicide, also known as suicidal ideation, can begin small like, I wish I wasn't here, or nothing matters. But over time, they can become more explicit and dangerous. Researchers found that 46% of people who die by suicide had a known mental health condition. Although more women than men attempt suicide, men are nearly four times more likely to die by suicide. When a suicide-related crisis occurs, friends and family are often caught off guard, unprepared and unsure of what to do. The behaviors of a person experiencing a crisis can be unpredictable, changing dramatically without warning. There are a few ways to approach a suicide crisis. Talk openly and honestly. Don't be afraid to ask questions like, do you have a plan for how you would kill yourself? Remove means such as guns, knives, or stockpiled pills. Calmly ask simple and direct questions like, can I help you call your psychiatrist? If there are multiple people around, have one person speak at a time. Express support and concern. Don't argue, threaten, or raise your voice. Don't debate whether suicide is right or wrong. If you're nervous, try not to fidget or pace. Be patient. Like any other health emergency, it is important to address a mental health crisis like suicide quickly and effectively. Unlike other health emergencies, mental health crises don't have instructions or resources on how to help or what to expect, like the Heimlich Maneuver or CPR. That's why NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, created Navigating a Mental Health Crisis, a NAMI resource guide for those experiencing a mental health emergency so people experiencing mental health emergencies and their loved ones can have the answers and information they need when they need it. If your friend or family member struggles with suicidal ideation day-to-day, -day, let them know that they can talk with you about what they're going through. Make sure that you adopt an open and compassionate mindset when they're talking.
Instead of arguing or trying to disprove any negative statements they make, your life isn't that bad. Try active listening techniques such as reflecting their feelings and summarizing their thoughts. This can help your loved one feel heard and validated. Let them know that mental health professionals are training to help people understand their feelings and improve mental wellness and resiliency. Psychotherapy, like cognitive behavioral therapy and dialectical behavior therapy, can help a person with thoughts of suicide recognize ineffective patterns of thinking and behavior, validate their feelings, and learn coping skills. Suicidal thoughts are a symptom just like any other. They can be treated and they can improve over time. Suicide is not the answer. There is hope. If you or someone you know is in an emergency, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-TALK, 800-273-8255, or call 911 immediately. Now, according to a recent study from Mental Health America, most employees are experiencing the early signs of burnout. Nearly 83% of respondents felt emotionally drained from their work, and almost 9 in 10 employees report that their workplace stress affects their mental health. Davida Ginter, the CEO of Enkindle Global, mental health advocate and author of Burning Out Won't Get You There, says that despite these grim statistics, there is an opportunity for organizations to help employees maintain or improve their mental health. Here are three ways Ginter suggests leaders can address it with their teams. Number one, normalize conversations on mental health. Intentionally creating an environment where it's okay and acceptable to talk about our emotional and mental health is key. Unfortunately, says Ginter, conversations in this arena still carry a stigma, so people are reluctant to speak up, even when they're suffering. To combat this, Ginter suggests creating designated spaces for regular check-ins where employees can share their struggles, even if they're not work-related but affecting their performance, such as troubles at home, and successes to receive mutual support. Leaders who are encouraged to participate can facilitate these conversations by incorporating them into their team's weekly meeting structure, perhaps with a Monday morning breakfast session to kick off the week. When having these conversations, it's important to go beyond the rote, how are you, question, to draw out honest answers. Ask, how are you, really, and then listen. Even better, ask follow-up questions like, how can I support you, or what do you need, and then be prepared to take action to assist. An added benefit is that normalizing conversations around mental health Help employees feel safe to share and communicate about other work-related issues. As Ginter says, it's not an interview, it's a dialogue. And that dialogue should be ongoing. Number two, offer professional support and mentoring. A recent McKinsey report noted that 91% of employees surveyed believe that their employers should care about their emotional health and 85% said that behavioral health benefits were important when evaluating a new job. Two ways to demonstrate that, says Ginter, are through offering professional support and mentoring. 
Companies can designate an on-site individual dedicated to mental health or offer employees access to outside mental health professionals if that isn't feasible. Either way, professional mental health resources should be initiated by employers and provided as a standing benefit, which will not only improve their employees' well-being and thus performance, but also serve as a competitive advantage. Another way to support employees is through developing an internal mentorship program where more experienced team members are paired with newer and less experienced colleagues. Ginter says there is tremendous value in these relationships, which helps mentees feel less alone, have a resource who makes them feel seen and heard, and understands what they need to thrive. Number three, encourage individual fulfillment. Research shows that nearly one in four employees experience severe signs of burnout, including reduced professional efficacy and cynicism toward their co-workers and clients. Luckily, Ginter says there are several lower no-cost ways for companies to mitigate this by supporting the individual fulfillment of their employees. Position the employees in or create a role where they truly feel aligned with their strengths and career aspirations. Ask for their input in the process, which will foster greater collaboration, communication, and trust. Encourage employees to enhance their self-development through available resources like books and online courses. Allow employees to teach their colleagues a field they're passionate about and expert, even if it isn't obviously connected to their job. This helps others learn and has the added benefit of making the instructor feel needed, appreciated, and that they've positively contributed. Ginter says that improving employees' mental health is all about meeting their needs. When an organization takes a proactive role in intentionally establishing systems to meet those needs, everyone wins. There are hard conversations to be had about mental health. Those conversations need to be had on an ongoing basis. We need to save lives. We need to smash the stigma. We need to look out for each other. I am proud to be an ambassador of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization dedicated to building better lives for the millions of Americans affected by mental illness. For more information, please visit NAMI.org. That is N-A-M-I dot org. And if you haven't seen Bipolar Rock and Roller, I encourage you to do so. Not because it is my story. Not because I have made it as a combat sports announcer. But because I want you to know that you are not alone. Thank you for listening. Please be real. Be kind. Stay safe. Stay humble. Hustle hard. And keep fighting the good fight. Peace out.